So, uh, for people who don't know, um, you and I are good friends, best friends. Um, we we don't like to put labels on it. <laughs> oh no! I should start over. <laughs> oh. Hello and welcome. This is The Daily Commute and I am Caleb Paris. Today we are talking to one of my best friends, whether he (laughs) cares to admit it or not, Jake Sanchez. Jake is a design manager. He works at Six Day Properties. They're in the Tulsa, Oklahoma area. They build these just beautiful, big homes. Um, A lot of them have like super unique kind of custom features inside and Jake plays a big role in helping design those. Um, So, you know, if you like um, HGTV or any of those like design shows on Netflix, then you're really going to love this episode. Check it out. I was so excited that you were going to be on here because we hang out all the time. And I think not only that, but you have a really interesting job. And I think that uh, a lot of people probably don't know like exactly what it entails, Um, Mm -hmm. but... I think it's super cool. So if you could just tell what uh, your, your your title is and, and who you work for. Sure. I am a design manager at Six Day Properties, which is a local builder here in town. Awesome. So design manager. So could you give like a quick little s- synopsis of uh, Six Day and who they are? Sure. Uh, Six Day Properties uh, was formed probably over a decade ago. Uh, my boss, Dave, uh, was working at Church on the Move and he felt like he could accomplish building a house on the side. It was kind of a funny prospect, but he was like, I feel like I have the ability to do this. It seems easy. And so he just started making phone calls and he met someone who wanted to let him build their house and he did it very successfully. And so he started a, a business venture and he connected with my other boss, Jared, who was working at real estate at the time and doing consultation. And they both just agreed on style and design and they had a really awesome friendship. And so they thought, hey, let's start something here. At the time, our pastor had been talking about uh, having a sixth day project, which is basically uh, where God commands you to work six days and on the seventh to rest and normal americans only work five days and so to have a sixth day project is to basically find something that you're talented at or that you have opportunity with and using some gifts and talents that god has put in you to add revenue to your family or to bless other people Because most Americans or most people in the world do jobs just to make money. Not many of them get to do uh, something they're extremely passionate about. So a sixth day project uh, allows you to like explore something that you're really good at. And for us, it was building houses. And so they had been doing some remodels and small houses. I think they had done one or two spec houses which is basically building it from the ground up uh, with our own funds and then selling it at the end. So, yeah, I got involved uh, a few years after they had started. And, yeah, it's been really, really fun so far. 
That's awesome. So whenever the you guys build a house for someone, uh, do they choose from a design, a pre-existing design, or, or how, how does that work when, they, when they're designing the house? Oh, yeah. So basically, uh, as a builder, we have several different design resources at our disposal. And so what you're describing is almost like a production level design to where we pre-select things for the homeowner to pick, um, things that we know are successful and can have a solid design at the end. And so what we do most often is custom design. And so that's where we take the homeowners to the places, uh, suppliers, designers, manufacturers, and we allow them to choose from a selection uh, or a group of selections that really have no pre-design. Like we usually say, what is, what is it that you want? And then we start taking them down those avenues to find what they want. We also start with a, a budget, which, you know, if a homeowner's in a, a home that's going to cost 300000 we won't show them items that are extremely expensive for them. We'll just say, these are the things that we could fit within your budget that will still accomplish the style that you're wanting and have high quality, you know, output, et cetera. And so the, the last way of designing a house is called uh, spec houses. And that's basically where we as the builder go and explore all of our avenues and find new designs and find cool products that people are putting out. And we really kind of put it out there for people to see for the first time. And so that's one of the things we really enjoy getting to do because we get to explore some design avenues. But I think for me too, I've really enjoyed the custom aspect where I take a homeowner in there and I let the homeowner lead the way because some people have designs that are way different than mine and it kind of helps me to stretch a little bit. So someone who's maybe a little bit more classic design or uh, farmhouse or I've even had some people who are more modern than me and they're like yeah let's do something really modern I'm like oh, I'm uncomfortable <laughs> but the <laughs> the end stage is really really cool because they had something that we helped bring together with them with our our uh, resources and then their design so yeah yeah that's typically the the direction we start with and and you're you're kind of starting to talk about a little bit about your role. So mm-hmm. so maybe I'll just jump into that. Um, what are like your general responsibilities? Like if you had like a few bullet points of describing your position and kind of what you do. Sure. Well, so it's the same on every house, but every house we'll start houses at different points. You know, we'll have like six houses going, and one will be at the beginning, one will be in the middle, three will be at the end. Uh, we'll have one that we're just talking to someone about. So every day really looks different for me. I have kind of the same duties, but it'll blend so much that I couldn't even tell you day to day. But from start to finish, I can kind of lay out what the general responsibilities are. And okay, yeah, we're a pretty small team. And so we all pick up different pieces of each other's work. So I'll try and give you the main ones and not all the the extra things that I do. So at the beginning, we meet with a homeowner. Uh, We've discussed budget at this point. They've nearly closed on their loans and the architectural plans have been completed. Uh, So where I come in with my bosses is we assess the house um, in practical terms. So sometimes architectural drawings will say we need to do something 
in this corner and it's really expensive and unnecessary. So we as the builders go through with them and just start asking realistic questions. Does this matter to you? Do you want these doors to be eight foot tall or do you want them to be standard six, eight, because this adds costs, this, you know, creates problems in the future. This is something that we could, uh, that we've worked with before, done this, and it's more cost effective and looks great. And we'll just basically walk through their plans with them to make sure that everything that on there is exactly what they want. And this is our goal. So that's my initial takeoff job with them is to just start asking questions and seeing what they really want with their home. And so from there, the project will start and my boss, Dave, uh, he is the project manager. And so he will start meeting with contractors out at the house to do foundation, get the framing set up and ready to go. And my first objective with the homeowners is to start scheduling meetings for selections. So our first meetings are typically windows and doors. We'll go through window by window design, color, function, uh, same with doors, sliding. If we want just French doors or do they want glass in them, do we want them out of wood or fiberglass? And we'll go through the entire house and get that prepared because the windows take about five weeks to get here. So that's always the very first thing we do. And then uh, we also go to plumbing meetings. And it's always kind of funny because plumbing is like, you know, faucets and toilets and things that you would install at the end of the project. But with uh, slab homes on concrete, we actually have to pick all the plumbing fixtures first because all the plumbing is run underneath the concrete. And so we have to know exactly the positioning of the, the tubs. Uh, is it the drain in the center? You know, are we adding any, what's the right word? Pot fillers, pot fillers above the stove where there's normally no plumbing. Uh, are we bringing in any additional stuff to the showers or uh, water bottle fillers? There's all sorts of things that you have to ask about before the slab is even poured. Um, wow. So right away, like the client is having to make like fi some final decisions. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And so at the beginning stage, we kind of ask what their style is. And so usually plumbing is like the first thing we pick that has a signature style. So if it's going to be, you know, a very modern look, if it's going to be uh, black hardware or satin brass, which is the new popular thing, you know, if it's going to be something uh, specific, that's where we start kind of seeing what it's going to look like. And so we'll pick appliances. And from there, we take those items into cabinetry. Cabinetry is another thing that determines a lot of the architecture of the home because it's where a lot of the form meets function, you know, and vice versa. So it's like we'll be seeing what the homeowner wants to use in these spaces. Like, so bathrooms, do we want more drawers? Do we want a hairdryer pull out? Do we want the trash can in a drawer? Do we want it in the door? There's so many different questions that come up during cabinetry that most people don't think they'll ever need to answer. So, you know, all the different types of cabinetry where it's flush inset and full overlay, standard overlay, you know, most of the jargon gets lost in the homeowner. So part of my job is to actually navigate them through 
some of these questions so that they have a good understanding of what they're actually purchasing. And it's, it's difficult because there's things, like I said, that you don't think that you really care about until you see it and you're like, oh my gosh, I love this so much. Or, oh, that's that thing that I've always hated and I never knew what it was called. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, it's really fascinating. So through... And- is is it like this on every house where where a homeowner they're deciding on like every design feature like is that how it is or are some of some of the time it's well we're gonna do like the basic cabinetry or we're gonna do like a standard you know whatever no is, are a, they kind of like always that's a really good question because honestly money is unfortunately the huge determiner of how much customization you actually have and we don't put our homeowners in a position like that, like at the job site or not just, or even at the meeting, you know, we basically tell them, you know, this is where we want you to, you know, have some creativity, but you are working within some boundaries here. And so we've gotcha. had some, yeah. this is the, the difficult part, honestly, in almost every selection meeting is we have a budget and we also have, you know, an idea of like, the space in general, because the house usually isn't framed up in this point. And so we're having to kind of imagine the space, which is difficult for a lot of people. And so in the imagination process, you have all these ideas kind of coming at you from Pinterest or coming at you from, you know, insecurities from your old home. And you're like, I definitely don't want that. And, you know, we're basically trying to navigate people to a point without making them feel like they're compromising. Honestly, there are some times where I have to walk in with a homeowner saying, this is the style that you'll have to go with. And most of the time they knew this from the beginning. And so they're okay with that. And so there's only a few times where we've, you know, had to talk some homeowners down off of a very expensive ledge and say, don't jump. (laughs) Because once you get into the process, you see what all the options are and you start to kind of kind of like see like, oh, wow, like I love this and follow up. But you're like, wait, 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 like you know, we, that wasn't part of the budget. Like that's going to change a lot of things. And you got to kind of, that's what, that's what we're talking about, like talking them down. Yes, absolutely. I mean, and something that's really big in our world is change orders because as builders, we, we can definitely see a lot of potential in several different areas of like, oh, you could do this for a little bit more. Oh, you could do this and it would be great. Oh, if you did this, it would actually feel finished. You know, it's like in our heads, there's these things going at all times. Uh, The homeowners are also feeling that way, but, you know, they're dreaming sometimes unrealistically of if I could add a third story in this, you know, above the second story and, you know, look at all this space in the attic, you know, we could just build all this stuff and, you know, everyone dreams and, there's times where they bring that up and we have to make a change order of like, wow, this started off this way, but now we've changed directions and we have to add these things. It adds time and cost and a lot of work really to just make something work that seemed simple at the beginning. And so, yeah, the, that process can really derail you. Uh, it does create some really cool stuff, but it could come at a cost of time and money. And we really want to keep homeowners as tight to their original plans as possible. 
that's kind of our goal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds like you do, you handle a lot of the business to client relationship, um, interacting with the homeowner and helping them, kind of guiding them through a lot of those decisions. Yeah. So is, is that kind of the majority of their relationship with uh, Six Day, the home builder, or with you? Or do uh, Dave and Jared kind of um, have, have a different role that they play with the homeowner? Yeah. Uh, so I am the primary liaison, if you so wish. <laughs> and the reason for that is because a lot of the homeowner's interaction has to do with the things that they can control, which is their selections. Some of the stuff that they can't control uh, is kind of in Dave's court. It's the architecture, it's the scheduling and negotiating. And so what Dave usually connects with the homeowner over is on large scale projects stuff, such as schedules, or if it's like, if they just walk up to him and they say, hey, I have kind of like an issue with uh, how this roofing looks, or, you know, they're picking kind of more specific things on the actual project. That's where Dave comes in and works with them a lot. And Dave and I work together because he'll need all of my selections and details from my selections in order to proceed with contractors who install them. So Dave and I are connected and often have questions for the homeowners together and we'll meet them. Uh, Jared is kind of an accounts manager is a funny way of saying it because he basically handles uh, all the financials and keeps details of the the client's uh, account with us just moving forward throughout the process. So as bills come in, uh, as homeowners have questions on finances and timelines and how much am I going to pay if this takes much longer. So Jared handles all the backside of things with money specifically. Uh, the homeowners each have different interactions with us throughout the process. Um, but all together, it's, it's a team effort for sure. Okay. So, so you're, you're with the, in the meetings, like going over at the beginning with the homeowner, Hey, you know, laying it out of, of all the details of the house and making sure that everyone is on the same page. And then when, uh, when the selection process starts, you help guide them through selecting all the designs and details and kind of, um, uh, features of the house. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you also, I've seen you interact um, on a business-to-business kind of level with like contractors and some people like that. Is that kind of a, a large part of your job as well? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so um, since plumbing, that's a, a good example, since plumbing is at the beginning of the project, I connect with the plumber. As soon as the framing is finished on the home and we have a roof on, the plumber will go in and he'll actually run the pipes from the slab throughout the walls of the house. And so I will go and meet with the plumber. We'll send him specs on all the details and it will basically say, this is the size of the appliance or the fixture. This is how high it needs to go on the wall. He has a really general understanding of everything. And often he's, you know, got most of the information he needs, but in order to make sure that the design makes it consistently throughout the project, the way we wanted it from the beginning to the way it finishes out, that's something that I have to make sure I'm watching um, to make sure that it finishes well with the contractor because he only knows what we give him. He wasn't there when we picked it out. He wasn't there uh, at the end, really, when it's like the finished product. He's usually only doing his part. 
And most contractors work that way. We have a few contractors who will interact with the other contractors and say, do you think this would be better if (laughs) I did this first and you did this next and we did a teamwork effort? We have a few who are superstars and will help us out that way. But in general, it's up to me to make sure everyone has information uh, communicated between everyone. So not just on the home, but making sure that the plumber is talked to the trim carpenter because the trim carpenter has something going on this wall. And so there's a lot of coordination with uh, the project, but also each individual contractor. Awesome. Man, um, and so you're kind of like, you're, you're juggling, you said maybe like five or six houses at a time? That's our average. Yeah, right now we finished two and we have one that's almost completed and we have four that are in motion. Uh, One that is just about to start groundwork, two that are in framing. Uh, They actually are about to get drywall. And then another one is uh, almost completed. It's got trim finishing up this week, paint starts in a, a week, and then it'll be probably about two months and we'll be completely done with that one. Well, and how far apart kind of are these houses for someone who maybe uh, doesn't know goodness. the local area? <laughs> uh, so I would say the it's not a really great way of saying because like all the houses vary from when they start to where they are. And sometimes like so this last year, we actually had three homes within a mile of each other each. So one was like a mile here, the other one was a mile, and then the other one was a mile away. So it was extremely easy to go to all those homes and take care of what we needed. But, you know, there was only one point where all three homes were actually active. And so (laughs) I know uh, one house finished, and so we didn't have to go there. And then the next house was there, and then we had another one that started over here. And so I'd say the furthest our houses are, are about 30 minutes away from each other in any direction. We have like, yeah, I mean, if I gave you city names, I don't know if that'd be helpful, but (laughs) they're all over the place essentially. So sufficient to say last year and some of the previous years, my average of mileage on my car, just driving between job sites is about 25,000 miles a year. And that's just going back and forth, (laughs) going to the office, running errands. I mean, I'm I'm basically in my car most of the time. Because sometimes you could visit like multiple houses in a day. Oh, yeah. I'd say I drive about 100 miles a day on average. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Not as fun as it sounds. <laughs> what, do, what do you do with all that time in your car? Uh, you know, it's funny. Most of the time it's phone calls in the car. I sit in silence a lot, which is kind of funny. I... Uh, sometimes just enjoy just thinking or planning or, you know, processing some of the stuff we've gone through that day. Um, There's definitely a lot of daydreaming, as funny as it sounds, because as I'm problem solving stuff at each house, including, I know it sounds funny, but including my own house, you know, projects that I'm working on, there's a lot of daydreaming in the car of like, oh, I bet I could use these products to do this. Or, oh, I wonder if I you know, shifted this wall or the orientation of this bathroom around if it would be more efficient. Because there's definitely a lot of problem solving that happens day to day at each of our houses. We're creating a lot of stuff on the spot. 
we're having to work around a lot of boundaries and things, obstacles that we can't overcome in one meeting. And so there's a lot of things that it's just, it's a lot of processing. And I'd say, honestly, as a, an artist, even, you know, there's days where I could draw a straight line and there's days where my straight line is super curvy and doesn't look that great. And it's the same way at work. You know, there's days where a solution comes to you right away and other days where you're just trying to process, you know, how is this going to work with the rest of the house? And it could come to you just while you're driving. <laughs> and I'm like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's honestly what a lot of I, uh, a lot of the things I do while I'm driving is just processing stuff. That's actually really inspiring. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm glad. Um, uh, so when you guys are, are building these houses, what's kind of like an average time it takes for a house to be built? And maybe also what's, what's the fastest and the slowest that, that it's gone? Uh, sure. There's a lot of factors that determine the pacing of a home. We have built a house in four months before. And it was... That's crazy fast. It, oh, it's crazy fast. It was like 3,500 square feet, maybe even 4,000. It was for a parade of homes. And so we really had no time to spare. And it was one of those spec houses. So we were making all the decisions, calling all the shots. We just got things done. We knew how to, yeah, really just to get it done quickly. We had an average of six months because of that house. We would tell people, you know, this will take about six to seven months to build. Some of the factors that come into play are weather, as funny as it sounds like. Well, I mean, that's pretty obvious, actually. If it rains, there's not a lot that can be done if you don't have a roof or, you know, concrete can't be poured and um, bricklayers can't do stuff. And you're tracking mud throughout the house. So you've caused a delay uh, inside the home to clean it and just make sure that nothing got damaged. So definitely the weather plays into a lot of stuff, the cold, the heat it can just really slow down a home. And then, oh, and mud. Mud is the number one enemy. <laughs> mud and water are rough on a home. So that's that's a big one. Uh, the other one is just homeowner decisions. And it's not often that the homeowner will directly delay and say, I need more time. Usually it's tied to questions we don't know to ask as funny as it sounds, there's thousands, I was going to say millions, but thousands, hundreds of thousands of questions that you could ask. And honestly, we ask so many questions throughout the process and we try and get everything uh, crossed and figured out and checked off. And there's still times where a homeowner will come back and say, oh, what happened here? Or, oh, I didn't realize... Uh, and it's just stuff that you you don't know to ask. And so there's a lot of those things that will delay a project just because we're all trying to figure out this brand new home together. Um, my boss has said this so many times and it's it's really interesting. But when you're building a custom house, this is the first time anyone has ever built this house. And we're figuring out a lot of stuff. And so with the homeowners you know, they're, this is the first time they may have ever built a house. They don't know what questions to ask. They don't know when to have stuff ready. 
they don't know how specific to be. And so sometimes, you know, we get into uh, delays just because there's, there's things that we just don't know and don't know to ask. And so we'll do our best to keep the, the project moving forward at a timely pace. But yeah, there's definitely a lot of things that can come into play that we can't predict. So I'd say the, the longest um, normal house could take up to a year. We actually had a house recently that took uh, 19 and counting months to build. Uh, <laughs> we finished it technically in 19. Uh, the homeowners are extremely creative and detail-oriented. And so there's little things that we're just finalizing to really put the cherry on top of this home and say, yeah, this is finished. I'd say that's that's another interesting twist is when a house is finished and who's to say. <laughs> We've come into Ooh, that a gonna, lot. Should that be a question that I ask? Sure. <laughs> and I do eventually ask Jake that question and a few more questions as I continue part two of this interview in the next episode. So go check that out right now. Thank you for listening.